welcome to the Mancunian Candidates. The thing about this show is it's live, and if you talk too soon, it can go out on air. I was just saying, what a great film Anchorman is, and <laughs> it just cheered me up. Anyway, my name's Paul Ripley, and... I'm Mike Royce. Today's show, let's start off with some news, shall we, Mike? I think that's a good idea. Absolutely. Um... We we are being uh, subjected to a similar situation that we've had leading up to Christmas, where the government and all the media seemed intent on answering one question. What about Christmas? And then you go, oh, OK. And then uh, they decided that they were going to have Christmas for four or five days, and then all of a sudden... It uh, it all went tits up, and he went, no, you can have just Christmas Day, it's all right. And still, that cost thousands of lives. And now we are heading into a similar situation. All you can hear everybody in the media asking the government about is, well, are you going to save the summer holidays for us? Now, you should not be booking a holiday this summer in the UK or abroad. That's what the Transport Secretary said today. Going on holiday is currently illegal. Tonight, the Prime Minister said it was too soon to say whether holidays would be allowed by the summer, but he hoped to give more clarity later this month. Our political editor, Laura Koonsberg, reports. The excitement of a plane ride when your feet don't touch the floor. Hello. Hi, guys. Uh, we're the Fellows family. Harry and Chester, eight and six, might be waiting a long time before splashing into the pool in France at the campsite. After months of homeschooling and homeworking, the furthest the Fellows family are going at the moment is the loft. Consistently, the government has given us a very mixed message. It's a bit of a blow, I'm sure, like millions of other families. Uh, equally, we'd be happy to go to Birmingham, Manchester, anywhere to, to get out of the house. This morning, the man who's in charge of how we get around said we shouldn't book a holiday at home or away. Please don't go ahead and, and book holidays for something which, at this stage, is illegal to actually go and do, whether it's here or abroad. Uh, and then, you know, further down the uh, line, uh, I simply don't know the answer to the question of, you know, where we'll be up to uh, this summer. But some of his colleagues have put holiday plans in their diary. I, I'm going to Cornwall. Uh, and uh, I, I, you know, I've said before, I think we're going to have a great British summer. Should you plan for that? Going on holiday abroad is banned right now, and under lockdown, you're only allowed away from home for limited reasons. You can, though, book for months to come. Whether anyone wants a repeat of crowded beaches in Britain last summer is a different question. The hope, at least, is clear that by the summer, with the spread of the vaccine and the squeeze on the disease, that tourist spots could, in theory, be buzzing once again. And there is rising frustration among some of the government's own MPs that ministers somehow seem to keep postponing the future. But inside government, there's a real reluctance. Ministers just don't want to make promises they may later have to break. And despite progress, the effects of the pandemic won't disappear fast. Travel's already been hammered by recession and restrictions at the border. The last thing the industry wants to hear is ministers urging us not to book. Should members of the public be booking summer holidays or not, whether at home or abroad? Because the Transport Secretary this morning warned people against booking anything at all. As everybody knows, it's currently illegal to uh, go on holiday. Uh, that's the, the state of play at the moment. 
we're looking at the data every day. I'm afraid it is just uh, too early for people to uh, be certain about uh, what we'll be able to do this summer. So he didn't repeat his minister's warning. What the government could do for families is to stop putting out mixed messages. So the Prime Minister one week was saying he's optimistic about holidays, then got the Transport Secretary saying, don't book a holiday. That isn't helping businesses, it's not helping families. Of course it's difficult, nobody quite knows where we're going to be by the summer. That's the Fellows family signing off. For the Fellows family and millions of us, it's just not clear when a holiday will be a reason to say goodbye. Laura Koonsberg, BBC News, Westminster. Bye boys, say bye bye. So you see, we now have the, oh, we've got to protect the summer holidays. Well, I've got another piece of news for you. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to uh, bring you in for a nice little cosy chat like uh, usual. And I'm going to repeat what I said heading into Christmas, yeah? Um, the summer holidays are fucked, Okay. They're absolutely wrecked. So don't make plans. Try to be alive at the end of this year and then everything's going to get better, okay? That's the thing. Now, the video you've just watched didn't actually have everything. It it sort of missed out a little magical moment and I think we need to uh, see, see the next video. Dora Koonsberg, BBC. Uh, thank you very much, Prime Minister. Should members of the public be booking summer holidays or not, whether at home or abroad? Because the Transport Secretary this morning warned people against booking anything at all. And Sir Patrick, if I may, how concerned are you about the potential of the variant that's been picked up in Bristol, where there have been 14 cases in that city already and suggestions it might be more transmissible than some of the other variants around? Thanks, Laura. Well, as you know, as everybody knows, it's currently illegal to uh, go on holiday. Uh, that's the, the state of play at the moment. We're looking at the data every day. Uh, on Monday, we'll be able to say a little bit more about where we are in terms of the, uh, the JCVI 1-4 to four group, and uh, we hope, and uh, where, the, where the data is then. And in the week of the 22nd, as I said, we'll be setting out uh, the, the roadmap, and uh, that is uh, the best I can, I can give. There's not a, a, an awful uh, long delay now between now and the, and the 22nd, uh, but I hope uh, that we'll be able to give some more clarity uh, to people then, Laura. Thank you. Uh, Tom Clark, ITV News. Oh, you see that noise then yeah. I reckon that her partner uh, is familiar with that noise it's like <laughs> I think it means I think it means something else anyway interesting won't it interesting holidays 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 anyway our chat room is now open uh, and a guy called mark cooper's in there saying hi to hi to us and a few comments you want to talk about we'll talk about that chat room but you want to go in the chat room please do uh, and say hello a few things first of all the, well i was going to talk about bbc the bbc is being hammered by the right-wing press at the moment i'm not a huge fan of the bbc as you quite we've talked about the bbc many occasions oh yeah oh yeah However, um, all the right-wing papers, the Mail, etc., etc., and, and that Spectre are all going for the BBC, and they're saying it's not worth it. It's not worth the money. It's not worth money. Why should we pay for this service, etc., um, etc.? Et we do. You th I want your comments first, Mike. I, 
I hope your nonsense is going to be blasting away. Are we a better off as a, a country with a service like the BBC or not? Because it's unique, it's it's better to have it, and it's not politically motivated, like you say. There are people involved in the BBC from yeah. time to time that try to skew it towards their beliefs, but yeah. on the whole, it is not ideologically skewed to the right, to the left, to the state. It is a unique institution in the world. It creates some of the biggest uh, and best dramas you've ever seen, and it, it does programming that you won't get anywhere else it produces the most the the finest radio stations in the world uh, radio 6 uh, bbc radio 6 is one of the best channels radio i've four. ever heard radio 4 yeah radio 4 brilliant again you know radio what, two average. what are you trying to help me out with that no 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 you're trying just to just admit defeat <coughs> just get your surrender flag I'm just, going i'm just asking um, a question i i believe it's a unique oh. institution i believe that the uk is a unique place yep. in that that we've got a uh we've got we don't we have a parliamentary democracy not a presidential democracy where mm. you can have this sort of nonsense we're mm. going to see later on in the show going on um, there you go. I think we're changing, times are changing. Also, the government want to have an overall of the NHS. They want to look at it and get rid of the red tape that surrounds it. How long have the government been in charge of the NHS, Mike? The government? Yeah. Well, this Eight? government, you mean, not the government. No, because the government, government no, since the 1940s, you know. Tory government. Uh, well, since they won the election. I mean, you, is, you've got to go back to uh, when Boris got in, haven't you? Yeah. You've got to go back to that. Well, you can't uh, prior just... to that, May and etc. And they have an overall. My well, fears, my fears about an overall are, again, privatisation, and it will be. Oh, it will how be. About, it's coming. It's coming. How about a, a, a government-funded public inquiry on how the government have handled this COVID crisis? That to me, yeah. far more. I'd be more than happy time with that. Looking at that, rather than looking at the NHS now, because it's in the news. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. if it's so bad and it needs such overall. How come they've done this? Done so well regarding supporting people who have been ill with COVID. It doesn't make sense, does it? it none of it makes sense. I mean, at the end of the day, they, these guys have seen this as a cash grab yet again. Yeah, yeah. They've they've issued all these grants and, and contracts to yeah. make... Which, which, which brings me to the latest news as well. Yeah. Another one's broke this week. Matt Hancock again. God, it's depressing. Um, uh, <clears throat> he won a contract, a government contract, worth £14.4 million after he was bunged five grand. Um, it just goes on. And God, on that's and on. so... Can and I just say... How, and again... Matt, Matt, again, Matt, that's not much, that, mate. Again, I mean, you need to go to America. Again, You'd have got 150 grand for that over there. Again, they didn't deliver a thing. And the company had no websites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it no websites? It's no the usual. Nothing. It's the usual. It's just they, they, they have the given away... A fortune, a fortune to people that you can easily verify have voted Tory, supported the supported the um, Conservative Party, and and they're their mates. <clears throat> End of. Yeah, a uh, quick shout out to Mark Coop. Are you in the chat room? A uh, Mark as well. Another Mark. Stephen Blackmore says good evening, guys. Good evening. 
Um, what's your thoughts on it? How the, does the government, are they doing a good job? Simple as that. Some people believe they're doing a good job. I was talking to someone today, and he still believes, still believes there's something iffy about the NHS. He said, the hospitals are empty. I go to the hospital on a regular basis, and the hospitals are empty. There's not no such thing, but there's a, a the conspiracy around the COVID situation is um, debatable. Your thoughts on that, Mike? Before we go on to the next clip, it, one of it, it's not debatable, is it? It's not debatable. There's nothing about this situation that's debatable. You either believe what's going on in front of your own eyes, or you don't. I know two people who've died of this, and they've died in horrendous circumstances. One of them, this old lady called Alice, is the nicest person you could have ever met, and it, it pains me that she's not here. And she's lost at least <laughs> eight or nine years that she could have spent with her grandkids. This I, is not a joke. I did say to him, however, um, so who don't you trust? They said the doctors, the government. I said, if you don't trust doctors, why do you go to the doctors and see him? Well, that's different, he said. That's different. That's different. Well, And it's not, is it? For goodness sake. It's quite amazing that people still think in this way. However, how the government have handled it, like I said, it should be a public inquiry. A public inquiry. Dr so Mark in the room there, he's saying definitely. Definitely should be. There will be a public inquiry at the end of it, no doubt. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. However, what is clear now, and coming clear, is a certain percentage people from different backgrounds are worried about getting the jab. Yeah. Let's play the video. One of the major hurdles facing the coronavirus vaccine, getting people to take it. This issue of trust is especially deep in the black and Latino communities. Even though they are being hit disproportionately hard by the pandemic, mistrust of the government and of the medical community may make some people reluctant to trust the safety of the vaccine. ABC's Zachary Keish has more. Overcoming systematic racism and collective trauma will be key components in the effort to vaccinate. Now there's a full-fledged PR campaign on to remedy the situation. President Obama and several other past presidents have pledged to publicly take the vaccine in an attempt to temper fears. Absolutely, I'm going to take it. And Dr. Anthony Fauci, the country's most revered infectious disease expert, has made his own pitch. So the first thing you might want to say to my African-American brothers and sisters is that the vaccine that you're going to be taking was developed by an African-American woman. And that is just a fact. Early evidence suggests it won't be that easy. I'm a little bit skeptical because I want to know how is it going to affect my immune system versus anybody else's. So I am a little bit leery. While the virus continues to batter these communities at disproportionate rates, just 14% of black adults and 34% of Latinos said they trust vaccine safety. There's a painful history of brutality against people of color. From the Tuskegee syphilis experiments where scientists deliberately infected men and withheld treatments, to Henrietta Lacks, a young black mother of five who in 1951 unknowingly had cells taken from her, the biomedical research led to breakthrough cancer treatment. It's logical reaction to a healthcare system that continues to treat them in unethical and frankly dangerous ways. Harriet Washington, the author of Medical Apartheid and a Terrible Thing to Waste, says a lot of these experiments were done not only for medical advancements, but to feed curiosities. A doctor could do whatever he deemed fit 
with a slave, including conducting research. In fact, doctors put ads in, in newspapers saying, I'm looking for slaves. People from black, Asian and minority ethnic groups are more likely to die from COVID-19 than white people. But there's also higher levels of hesitancy towards the vaccine. Birmingham Ladywood is one of the most diverse constituencies in the country. Their Labour MP, Shabana Mahmood, says she's fielding calls from worried constituents regularly. What I've been picking up from doctors uh, and other uh, people on the front line in my constituency is that uh, there is much more vaccine hesitancy among some of our uh, black, Asian and other ethnic minority communities. Uh, they're picking up many more people who are saying no, uh, that they don't want the vaccine um, and they, they are concerned about it. So, you know, that's been found me by local GP practices in my own constituency. And I know that others in Birmingham are doing the same. So there we have it. Um, a different viewpoint and do you compare these people to COVID idiots Mike? No I don't because they've got a reason to to be sceptical they've been treated in a certain way their families their their, their uncles their fathers their grandfathers they they for many years all the stories are of uh, we did this and we were screwed over uh, some bad things happened to us whereas these morons that are marching in manchester and uh, for the for the freedom to not wear masks and yeah. not lock down yeah, they've no reason to say that. They've not had personally anything bad happen to them. They, these guys, you, you're talking about families here that yeah, have been used. They've been used for illegal experimentation yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. it's, it's it's a shame because I mean, you think of most GPs, maybe not most, most GPs in the northwest come tend to come from an Asian background. Yeah, and so therefore you would think there'd be um, a more of a positive attitude towards it. I mean, mm -hmm. I was talking to this lad the other day, and his mum and dad, obviously Asian, then said to him, "Well, they want you to when you're leaving school, they want you to be either a doctor mm -hmm. or a dentist." Right. It's, it's in the culture to do that, but it's a sad state where um, because, but understandable as well. And I don't know what the answer is to get more people on board, role models maybe. I don't yeah, know. well, that's how it's going you've got a lot of celebrities politicians who are maybe the maybe the uh, not the right people to do this but people are taking the injections publicly and i think that's important because if you do see somebody of your ethnicity your favorite footballer your favorite film star your no. somebody you respect no. and trust doing it then maybe you will take part in it but you need to get it and i'm just going to say now take the vaccine please take it if it's offered to you just take it how in a short while we will play another video and it the role of religion in this world as well which how it affects people getting, getting infected Absolutely. by the covid or advice should we say it is but we want to talk about the challenge now before we start this though yeah while the video was playing mike yeah. said to me why you calling it a chat room yeah you're, you're a old chat fashioned. room it's like you like a granddad, it's, it's called, granddad. It's, it's called yeah a chat room top chat it says it's, chat it's not what's, it's not what do chat room it? it doesn't say chat room does well, it why what's wrong with it called the word chat room? because you sound it? like you're about 150 years old yeah 150 years ago yeah, people went in the yeah. chat room did they online yeah no you just sound really what, what, old what then? yeah Odd technology moves on yeah. maybe in your world it may be oh, what word would you, do you, you do? oh do you go on the message boards do you yeah do well, you go on them do you the forums 
Yeah, for oh forum. Yeah, there you go. There's Who another uses? one. No, I don't because so I'm, you're I'm, just not, I'm on, not 150 on TikTok, years old. Are you on TikTok there with your hair, Eskimo hair? Did my Eskimo hair? I'm TikTok. so annoyed right so now. It's on YouTube, it. but I'm not rising to it. I, Champagne socialists. You can't. You got to love them. Oh God, it's annoying. This. It, this is so annoying. Right. Well, call, call let's have a look at the chat TikTok room. room. No, let's have a look at the chat room. Okay. Yeah, Ripper's uh, chat room. Yeah. He's uh, Mark Coop is saying. You guys, hey, you guys, um, the global elites are the ones that will survive the carnage. And the other week, it was reported that uh, the 10 richest families increased their income by 400 billion. I have no doubt. And That's we have been true. commenting yeah. on this from the beginning of yeah. the pandemic. I said, I want to see a windfall tax on Amazon because they have taken the public money that was dished out to people so they could survive the pandemic. People have spent it on Amazon and they have had the biggest surge in profits you've ever seen. Well, do you know what? Keep that, Mr. Bezos, although he has actually gone now or he's on his way out the door. Um, Amazon, keep your money, but please give us 10% back so that we can pay this uh, tax bill off and and then we don't have to make the working class people of the United Kingdom pay for your shenanigans. Um, I recently joined member of the royal family. Took some money as well, didn't I? I'm not getting into that right saying. now. Right? <laughs> they, we yeah. can deal with They're the royal family money, on another pocket. show. Royal family. Well, it wasn't the Queen, was it? So, you know, just... No, she she had to hide, was it? She had got to... Oh, do... I'm not getting into this oh, tonight. Another, another there's, show. there's other stuff to another do. Another show, yeah. yeah. Um, Stephen Blackmore saying, Evening, guys. See, that's simple. I read that one out before. That's a nice one. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, well, you, you it's good you're on top of stuff, yeah. isn't it? In my you, chat you're, room. you're policing the chat room really well, aren't yes, you? Yes, the chat room yeah. was like yeah. when the internet was first introduced and we all had names like Gel yeah. Boy. Yeah. And... and <laughs> That's what the common says. <laughs> Fucking, d- 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 it's like an illness, this, isn't it? Eh? Uh, Mark is saying that there'll definitely be a public inquiry. Yeah, and I've read um, that one as well. Let me see here now. Uh, oh, uh, and he's also talking about influencers here. That's uh, a good Stephen, point. A good point regarding um, getting people from a different background. Uh, uh, ethnic background to vote influences and I got some support here Come. Stephen Blackmore saying love the banter on here yes Amazon definitely nay, need to pay UK tax there you go <coughs> so I've got support for my my movement on M- the windfall tax MSN chat yeah MSN chat well you'd know you. I bet you've I, still I, got I, that account I, have, you? Well, I was have a... you got that account are you going to go you better check it you might have a, I, you might have missed some I, I was um, before you know, when you suddenly discovered um, Apple computers, but prior to Apple computers, it was normal computers. I don't, I don't. And get, I used to go on forums and check. I don't get this. Also, I yeah. don't have a laptop. I have a PC. I've used Microsoft Windows from day yeah. one. I, I am not. I just have an iPhone because it works. Unlike you, who, who like to carry this like tablet. Of, for people who doom. don't know, for yeah. people who don't know, yeah, uh, we had a slight problem. With, that's why we was a minute or so late kicking off today. But why are we? From my Android phone. Don't I'm not listening to this. Let's move on. This is Let's just move on. Let's insane. Move on. What what we're going on about? Hey, was, go on then. I was saying before about yes. um, the church and organised religion. I would say has influenced how people vote, how and how people react to news. Um, and I, I fear for this country going forward about people like GB News coming out, uh, Andrew Neil, etc. 
but it's affected people in South Africa. So watch this clip. Meanwhile, a pastor and several congregants are behind bars for violating lockdown regulations. This after a church in Sibukeng held a service in defiance of rules. Several churches in the area refusing to remain closed as required under lockdown level three, insisting they were not consulted by government. But the service ended in chaos after police shut down the proceedings. Ian says Mangobamkuna has got this report. Defiant church members arriving for a service on Sunday morning, undeterred by government's ban of public gatherings. The, the, the government has no mandate, he has no right, he has no power, he has no right to rule in the church. We have concluded that from this Sunday, we reopen the doors of the churches. We can no longer abide with the ruling of the president. These pastors from over 90 churches say the ban is unconstitutional. We want to send a message to our own government and also the South African Council of Churches. He, look here, Sam. We are not a member of South African Council of Churches. We are not their affiliates, so they cannot decide on our behalf. But as the service got underway, police arrived. Much to the fury of church congregants who shielded their pastor. And some congregants were caught in the crossfire. They must arrest us. We have a right of movement. We have a right of speech. We have a right of religion. This is our right. If we choose to die, let us die. Tired of this thing. Yes, we are tired of this uh, thing. For the church, Several congregants were also arrested. But church members insist it's not over. They say they'll now be mobilizing other churches to boycott government's decision on gatherings. in the Val. Quite sad. I mean, one of the, the guys shouting out, let us die, let us die. Yeah, no, we have a well, right to religion. Dead. Yeah. Uh, and this is why... You know, I believe that we should. I mean, how can you scrap organised religion? You can't. It, yeah, you it, can. Yeah, you can. But then Listen, we're, we're, God, we're talking God, about God. We're, we're God Russia. Don't exist. Russia tried to do that, didn't they? Yeah. Communists. Yeah, no. Well, that's that's good. Well, I'll I'll do that then. Yeah. But we. we I'm happy with that. Let's I mean, get rid of religion because I'm done with it. Um, it's brought nothing but misery to the entire planet. There there is no religion on earth that has caused anything but harm. Yeah. God, if he does exist, and you are all right, then you are worshiping an absolute cunt. There's that point, one day about religion. Um, I think it, Richard Gervais said there's 4,999 gods throughout the world. Oh, it just... Says, I, I, I just don't believe in one, in one 
They're in one. They're in one. There is no one. You want. You don't want to die. I get it. I get it. You're scared. You've arrived here. You're yeah. born. You, it's all weird. It's difficult. And then you want to believe that um, that that there's something else because you can't believe that you will not exist. It's a difficult concept when you lie in bed at night and you think, what is it like yeah. to not actually exist you i can't think i don't know anything there's nothing going on how can that be well you're going to find out all of us are going to find out because there's no religion on earth that's right and you are going to die and it's going to be over okay so that's that's it boom and look at america with religion Absolute winner that is. Well yep. done. Yeah, well it's done. doing well, well but done. you know they're keeping control of women and now when when they can have kids though, so so that's a good thing. Yes, yes. Anyway, uh, a clip here. Uh, sorry, something from our chat room, our MSN chat room. It says, "Mr. Um, Ripley, your mate is a luddite." Good point. Uh, Nick has said um, in 2019, Google avoided paying 1.5 billion in tax in the yeah, UK. Yeah, it's not the first year that that's happened. They, mm. This is ongoing. You know, Google, Amazon. I could do a massive hit list of this. We could do a show just on these yep. motherfuckers that like to take advantage of our society and our systems. Apple, Apple based in and, and not. I'm not on I'm their just side saying, just because I've just got saying, an iPhone. I'm, 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 I'm not the representative. I didn't take a fucking job with him, did I? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying it's a good phone. Yeah, it don't mean I'm, I'm happy with what who goes on. Who said you was? I'm saying oh, it's like God, Apple who are God, based it's in, difficult, in, in, in this. Uh, Southern Ireland rather than Northern Ireland or the UK for obvious reasons. Yeah, 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 okay. You know, don't know what to say to that. But, but yeah, fuck them all anyway. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, another anyway. quote here from uh, Mark is saying, Oh, ye of little faith. An obvious believer. D- there is no faith here. There's not no. little faith. There is zero faith here, my friend. Uh, unfortunately, I used to be God Squad. I am confirmed. I am a Church of England zealot. I went to church on a regular basis. I was a. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. And, that, and and at some point I'll get into maybe why I'm, I no longer am, but I am that convinced that religion wrecks everything, that I'm happy to be on here and tell you all to just give up. If you are religious tonight, you're wasting your time, get rid of it, it's done. God doesn't exist. Jesus, sort of a, a prophet, I think he probably did exist and, and he was written into certain books, but he's lost Harry in time. Harry Houdini as well yeah. existed, didn't he? Yeah, I know yeah, he, he did, yeah. He, he's feature. not divine. There's nobody on this planet that has ever been divine. No one's had supernatural powers. Nobody was feeding the, the 5,000. There was no um, water-to-wine <coughs> scenarios. There's, there's none of that. It's all nonsense. I'm sorry. And I know that we're going to get grief for saying this, yeah. but, but religion absolutely sucks. Right. One of the things that's confusing me about the whole situation regarding COVID, I know we're going to talk about Andy and Burnham shortly, but, and this is a, comes back to the holiday situation we talked about earlier, is if I, if by May, everyone who's 50 and over has had the jab. Yeah. And clear. That's it, isn't it? Surely we can go on holidays. Surely 
we can open venues like it's you still own. about menu it's still venues about like you own it's still about numbers though but the numbers of people who have been affected and dying from covid mm-hmm. are in general overall number wise there's exceptions obviously mm-hmm. but there's exceptions for people crossing the road and getting run over and people dying of yeah. pneumonia yeah but generally speaking it's people over 50 who are affected generally speaking yeah so what's the problem if we've all been had the injection we can't get it again we've got the antibodies running around our system why can't we open why can't you open your nightclubs because it won't be safe why because it's not got to the level where it's totally under control, and and but these and you've got variants as well. You've got variants oh, as well. Variants of yeah, I'm you. not talking about the you know the super strain that Boris uh, unleashed before Christmas. Yeah. I'm talking about just the fact that there are certain issues we need to be safe. Why don't we just take the time, take a month, two months? I get it's difficult, but if you now reopen and I'm saying this as someone who's got a, a big company with with a lot of stuff shut down yeah. right now. If we reopen again and employ everybody and get everybody in yeah. and and fire it all up again and then we have to send everybody home. Why that is gonna send, cause send, so much I'm, I'm damage. Lost. No, I don't agree with you, Mike. I, I just I think it's absolute nonsense now. We've the numbers we're talking about. So we just do we just let everyone die who's gonna who's die, gonna die? And just get on with it. Who's gonna die? We've had the injection. Well this What's the point of the injection? You are, you've not had it. I said by a certain period, by yeah. summer, by end of May, well then you talk about it then, then because you're talking about science fiction now, aren't you? You don't know what's gonna happen. You've no idea. Actually, one of the things that government are you doing know. well in besides fiddling the money and keep backhanders is um is injecting people. I mean, I know. Are they? Yes. Are they? Yes. Well, I'm hearing that a lot on Sky News. My yeah. friend, yeah. loads of my friends who are who are under six, they say, uh, have had the injection already. Wow, I mean, that's it. It Jim. used to be the show-off. Joe, Joe the, Jim? The, the, yeah, the show-off in the life. Guy. Oh, go on. Yeah. He's had it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the, the show-off item used to be like i know a mate and he's loaded i know a mate and he's a footballer i know and now it's like i know a mate he's had an injection weird weird life nonsense let's just open up when everybody who is over 50 has had the job okay that's my opinion well let's chat about leaving lockdown because we we've uh in manchester i would argue have had the 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 sharp end of the Brexit yeah. uh, and the uh, COVID stick. Uh, the Manchester has had so much shit with us. Uh, we we have been locked down. We were put into a tier that we shouldn't have been in. We we suffered more than most regions. I'm sorry. I hate to say that. You can all have a go at me, but Manchester really paid for this. Uh, while other regions down south, were, with similar figures, were allowed to trade and do whatever they wanted. And when we at Christmas, let's be right, we all escalated the whole problem out of control, and now there's thousands of people dead that didn't need to be. So. Andy Burnham has got something to say about when we should leave lockdown and whether we should go back to those tears that we had. Now talking about the last year, you'll remember how in 2020 lockdown restrictions were eased at different speeds in different areas, the so-called tier system. 
But as more people get vaccinated, attention is starting to turn again as to how the current set of restrictions could be loosened. An analysis released today by the Labour Party says that infection rates are coming down slower in poorer areas and particularly slowly in the 20 so-called red wall constituencies that were lost by the party in 2019. Well, we can talk now to the Labour Mayor of Greater Manchester, Andy Burnham. Thank you very much for being on the programme, uh, Mr Burnham. Um, now, you've said that there's a strong case to send vaccines to areas with lower life expectancy. So are you saying then that poorer people should receive the vaccine before older people in more affluent areas? It's got to be a judgment based on, on health, uh, Sophie. So uh, what I'm saying is uh, the life expectancy rate varies very widely across the UK. There are places where it's 10 years behind uh, the areas where it's, it's highest. So basically what that means is in those areas, people in their 60s have the same level of health as people in their 70s uh, in other areas. Um, and it also is the case, uh, I have to make this point as well, that those same areas where life expectancy is lowest tend to be the places where more people are out at work in those key professions. So working in essential retail in supermarkets or driving buses or uh, driving taxis. So clearly uh, they are at uh, greater risk. I'm not saying this morning diverge completely uh, from the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the phase set out by ages um, put forward by JCVI, but I am saying put greater supplies of the vaccine into those areas where life expectancy is lowest and allow greater flexibility for people to be called earlier. And um, the vaccine rollout seems to be going really pretty well so far um, credit to the government for that um, when do you think we should start thinking about easing lockdown it needs to be done carefully um, and i think so far the date uh, of early march for uh, for schools to return feels uh, about right to me what i would say though is let's not have a return to the tears that we had before we don't believe they worked and uh, the better approach we think would be a a phased national release from lockdown where other sectors can return uh, after after schools when it's judged uh, right to do so <clears throat> that also means keeping in place obviously the national support uh, for the sectors that will take take longest uh, to return so we we, we don't feel that the, the tears worked it, it was a, a divisive approach in the end uh, and created a lot of confusion amongst the public as to the to the rules that they were being asked asked to follow and in our region here in the northwest where uh, Greater Manchester was in a higher tier than the Liverpool city region where you know shops opened for longer and, and there was bars and restaurants still open what happens in those circumstances is you give people an incentive to travel from one part of a region uh, to another and that of course uh, can lead to spread of the virus and I think the figures in Liverpool suggest that that is exactly what happened uh, before Christmas so I don't see a case for, the, for a return to the tiers I think the Prime Minister is talking about a, a, a national phase release from lockdown. Here in Greater Manchester, we would certainly support that. Um, you say that you don't believe the tier system worked. And from a Greater Manchester perspective, who seem to be stuck in the higher tiers for so long, I can understand that. But at the same time, you know, you mentioned Liverpool. It does seem to work in other areas. Um, if you look at Liverpool, they went into tier three in 14th October last year, a case rate of 406, 468 sorry, per 100,000 people. By the end of October, that had dropped right back down to 315. So in some areas, the tier system did work, didn't it? Um, the people, if you look at what actually happened in that instance, people say that Liverpool was already showing a decrease. 
before before the tier system came in. I, I think there are examples where you can argue it both both ways, possibly, uh, Sophie. But overall, we've looked at the analysis, and certainly in Greater Manchester, the tier system at no point uh, turned the number of cases around and and, and brought a, a sharp decline, possibly dampened the number of cases, uh, but we don't think it was sufficient to, to stop. Um, the, the spread of the virus and even in Liverpool which was in a tier, it wasn't in no tier before Christmas, the, the tier that it was in didn't of course stop the, stop the spread and, and the key thing to bear in mind here is the uh, emergence of the new strains so we've got a bigger challenge on our hands than the one we had last year and the, the, the tiers weren't strong enough to contain the, the old milder uh, form of the virus, they certainly won't be strong enough to um, to contain these new, more aggressive strains that we're seeing emerge around the country. So the uh, the phase national approach uh, is the right one as far as I can see. Seriously, if we bring the tier system back in, Manchester and the North are going to get it again. We're going to get screwed over. We're going to get done over. We're going to be literally put back into that box again. If you are going to do uh, undo this lockdown, you need to do it nationally because it's proven that it doesn't work. People go between regions, between cities. If you lock one city down, someone will then go to another city where they can have a late night drink or a night out. You, you, it does not work. If you have not figured that out yet, you've you've not got a brain cell. I just think the government doing so many things so late. I mean, so late. Ten grand fines, is it now for? Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Make it twenty. Yeah, make it fifty. About, make it hundred grand. How about doing this? A yeah, year I'm ago, sick of a it. Year ago. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I know. Last week, someone flew in from Brazil somewhere. Yeah. just sauntered through this. Customers. Well, there was a that I was going to on this show tonight, but we're just completely out of space for yeah. content because it's been one of them weeks. Um, I wanted to talk about the attack on Keir Starmer, the Labour Party, yeah. and the rest of it. Yeah. yeah, but I'll I'll do it next week. I will save it up for next week. <laughs> next week, you are going to get the biggest um, suppository up your ass, Labour Party next week. Another thing I want to talk about, though, is our Twitter account is up and going. If you are on Twitter, join us. It's M underscore candidates. M, M for mother, or Mankeenan underscore candidates. And it's doing very well. It's run by Nick. A big thanks to Nick as well, who yes. does that. Indeed. Um, so join us on Twitter and all the rest of the time. And you can have and a MSN. Join us on MSN. Join us on the chat rooms. <laughs> yeah, get in the chat rooms. And use Alta yeah. Vista yeah. as your search yeah. engine. That's that's it. That's that's that's, that's, that's where he's coming from. And you've got to you've got to keep him going. So we are now going to go over to America. Wow, this is weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's taken us this long to get there. Um, it turns out that uh, gun control has reared its ugly head. You want to take over a country, you've got to disarm the people first. History proves it to be true, and now the Democrats, led by the ultra-gun-hating Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas, have introduced the most comprehensive, overreaching, unconstitutional form of gun control that I have ever seen, and I've been doing this a long time. She quietly filed her gun-grab scheme exactly one month ago. I've got a copy of it, and if passed, it could be years before the Supreme Court rules it unconstitutional, which means 
you would be forced to live by its offensive and obscene mandates that would not only put the law-abiding in danger, but it would turn nearly every law-abiding gun owner into a criminal for simply exercising their constitutional rights. Let me go over some of what is in this overreaching bill. To purchase a gun, you need to apply to the federal government for a license. You will need to undergo a psychological evaluation. That's right. And complete a 24-hour training course. Now, remember, gun ownership in this country is a right protected by the Constitution. We do not ask permission from the government to exercise our First Amendment rights, even though it seems like it's headed that way sometimes. We don't require so-called journalists to take a how-to-be-unbiased class before they are licensed to report on issues. And imagine if you needed to buy a Fourth Amendment license when the police knock on your door to search your home. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You didn't pay for your illegal search and seizure license, so we can just come in without a warrant. You see, gun ownership is the only right that has these restrictions, has the restrictions that it does. And the reasons are because Democrats don't respect it. They don't accept it either as a valid, inalienable right granted to us by our creator, not some anti-freedom bureaucrat. That's not who gives us this right. So this right here is an oldie buddy goodie from Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, the author of this bill. I've held an AR-15 in my hand. I wish I had it. It is as heavy as 10 boxes that you might be moving. Uh, and the bullet that is utilized, a 50 caliber, these kinds of bullets, uh, need to be licensed and do not need to be on the street. I told you she does not know what she's talking about, and I also told you it's a classic. An AR-15 is not heavy. In fact, it only weighs about six and a half pounds. That's just a tad more than a two-liter bottle of soda. And 50 caliber bullets? AR-15s don't take 50 caliber bullets. These marine sniper rifles do. All of us who use ARs to hunt, for sport, for self-defense use, use 223 ammo. And just to prove Sheila Jackson Lee is wrong, a totally uninformed rube when it comes to guns, and that's who's writing the legislation, by the way, you couldn't do this with an AR if it took 50 caliber ammo and weighed as heavy as 10 boxes. I'm gonna fire this weapon off the tip of my nose. Not broken, not bleeding, not bruised. Thank you for your time. Oh, it's not. And I have used that example many times to prove the point that it is not this violent, hurtful, devastating gun, unless you're using it for self-defense or to hunt, of course. So Sheila Jackson Lee is proven right there to be devious in her assessment of AR-15s. If you're going to try to regulate or even confiscate any firearm, shouldn't you use it first? Well, of course you should. If it was actually about the gun, you see, this is about control of all of you. There are upwards of 400 million guns in America now. She and Joe Biden want all of them registered. I don't even think the government could undertake that task, not to mention it will have 
zero effect on so-called gun violence and crime. There's more to this bill, too. If passed, in order to buy or keep your guns, you need two references, family members, maybe associates, to vouch for you, apparently. And you have to buy insurance at a cost of $800 a year. There are penalties if you break some of these rules that could cost you up to $150,000 and 25 years in prison. This is what I'm talking about, about making good people into criminals. Wow. I mean, it is is, um, crazy because the things that are asked for there, if you decide to drive a car, you have to take a two-part test now. I didn't. I'm old. You know, I just took the driving test. But now you've got to take the two-part test. There are so many things in life that you need to take a test for. And yet these fucking boneheads, yeah, think that you can get a military weapon <clears throat> by yeah. it and not... There's no scrutiny. Here's, here's my big problem. With Why is situation. there no scrutiny? People like Newsmax are promoting this nonsense... And then you get the opposite scale, I suppose you say. Well, no, I mean, that's the bill that's going in. They're asking for for supervision of owning a gun. They're not trying to take the gun away. But they're promoting it as well, aren't they? And it's going to end up, America is going to end up like, I'm I'm sad to say, but like Northern Ireland, that that complex difference of religion based allegedly around Ireland. They've now gone to They've no guns no, there. but imagine in America it will turn out like Northern Ireland with the, the troubles and, and sort of... And they've so already sad. got problems, Paul. They've already but, got them. But they've got, already got them, but you know? Imagine in Northern Ireland back in the day in the 70s everybody had guns across the board, although... The, they did! Were, not to the level it is they in America. Did. Mike, they did! They absolutely Not to the did. level it was yes, in America. Yes, they did. That's why funded. it was awful. Not to this level. Oh, my God. God, man, they uh, so did. Mike, they didn't. They did. They well, absolutely did. Well, there's somebody who knows on and talks about that. I, However, I, my, point oh. is, my point is this. Yeah, it, it'd be so yeah. horrible, horrible mm. to see that a country, which is fantastic, like the America, Northern America, United States of America, turns into something, a disaster because of A, religion, right-wing nutters like uh, the guy uh, there. And, and why is the camera on Mike? when I'm talking. Why is a camera on Mike for his pretentious reactions to my comments? It's a serious subject. Yeah, no, no. Ireland was horrible for everybody involved and America's going to turn the same way. I rest my case. And we're going to talk about Lou Lou Dobbs. You reckon, yeah. uh, And... Yeah, that describes it about religion. Well, well, um, we we've been talking about the uh, the fact that the the lie that's been uh, uh, led to this impeachment that we're going to touch on, and weird, isn't it? How we're this far into the show, and it's going to be the last bit at the end because there's so many other things going on, and yeah. we're trying to concentrate on them rather than let Trump literally rob everybody of information, you know, tonight. But Lou Dobbs. 
is a, a an anchorman of note on Fox News, and he's been there all the way. And when they decided to uh, take legal action against Smartmatic, uh, Smartmatic and Dominion decided to take legal action against all the people that have been uh, having a go at them. Like, For people uh, who don't know, who Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney no, no, Powell. Smartmatic and obviously are they the company who go on. the counting machines, aren't they? Generally? Yes, they are, yeah. And these... These media companies said, oh, it's nonsense, it's all down to companies, it's nothing to do with yeah. that. And that's why it came about. Yeah, and and he got away with it, Trump. They were running with this, going, hey, we didn't lose the election, it's these guys that cheated. And then finally, after months and months, where I'm scratching my head as a business owner, going, sue them, what's wrong with you? Smartmatic and um, Dominion uh, issued a, a 2.9 billion lawsuit of the shitter which uh, really did cause some consternation so the minute that the lawsuit hit Fox News they got rid of one of their lead um, anchor people because, yeah, because they thought that he might be a little bit biased towards Donald Trump so let's have a look was he biased? Pastor Robert Jeffers always talks about this president. God sent this president. He is uh, he is a person of providence. And I'll tell you, the evidence is accumulating mightily to support the pastor's view. And He's already set a standard, Congressman, for presidents that most uh, mortals won't be able to uh, meet. He outworks them. He outthinks. Uh, he is uh, remarkably resourceful. He's bright. His judgment is uh, second to none. He's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But he's done a really good job. Well, he's pretty close to perfect, Sean. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm serious. Everything he's doing on his own, he's doing. At every level, on every floor, this White House is energized. There's sunshine beaming throughout the place and on almost every face. It's winner and winning center. And our White House, our president, is at the top of his game. It is a shame that this country, which has, uh, is benefiting so much from this president's leadership, does not understand their obligations to the leader. Have a great weekend. The president makes such a thing possible. The president made so it wrong. possible. you're wrong. There is a God. I was wrong. I didn't, I did not, I didn't count him. No. I, I should have included him. Yeah. I would have realized. Um, what What is going on there? How on earth can you have a broadcast network and and try their whole mantra for 20 years has been fair and balanced. Wait yeah. till GB News starts. GB News. Well, we the don't need it here. You need. Well, we don't need it here. And the problem with with what you've just seen, he would be absolutely at home on the North Korean TV network. Absolutely. Yeah. That guy would have been absolutely spot on. If yes. there was TV in Nazi Germany in 1940, he would have been the host, the anchorman there. They, you, what <coughs> we don't want is that here. It's we don't want that here. It's can, you, can you imagine? I know, but can you imagine it? Andrew Neil is on GB News talking about Boris Johnson like that. How horrendous is the that? The biggest story this week has been the impeachment, really. But we, we've stayed away from it, really, haven't we? Because yeah. many reasons. Or left the best till last, I don't know. Yeah. Whichever. Nothing much to say about it. I mean, I have my legal opinion on what I've watched. I think that the, the team that 
that uh, the Democrats have got together is immense. I think the the case is brilliant. I think it's awesome, and I think that the uh, the first day uh, didn't go exactly to plan. Trump's legal team is coming under fire from none other than Trump himself. He's apparently in a state of fury as he watches the proceedings on TV from Mar-a-Lago. We thought that the House manager's presentation was well done. He was deeply unhappy with that performance. He was borderline screaming. Ramble, disorganized, embarrassed, terrible. I'm surprised he didn't fire him sometime during the afternoon. It was that bad. I spoke to famed attorney Alan Dershowitz, who represented Trump at his first impeachment trial last year. We know that President Trump likes his lawyers to be quote unquote killers. Here you have this guy complimenting the other side. It was, you know, like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he is in the Super Bowl and he plays the worst game of the season. Here's a guy who's in the Super Bowl in front of the Senate and he does his worst job as a lawyer. One thing getting on Trump's nerve is Bruce Caster's ill-fitting suit. You wouldn't blame him if he was upset, but it might have been the president's fault for firing his other attorneys that were doing all the preparing. Many were also puzzled by Trump's other attorney, David Schoen, who put his hand on his head every time he took a sip of water. It's actually because of his Orthodox Jewish faith, which requires him to recite a blessing and cover his head whenever he eats or drinks. Two Republican senators are under and, uh, fire for showing senators, outright contempt for the impeachment trial. Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican from Missouri, sat up in the gallery with his feet up. Rand Paul uh, doodling what appeared to be a drawing of the Capitol. The Democrats today presented graphic messages from the rioters. We were looking for Nancy Pelosi to shoot her in the brain and played audio of Capitol police officers pleading for help on their radios. We need some reinforcements up here now. They're starting to pull the gates down. They're throwing metal poles at us. This never-before-seen security camera footage shows the moment the rioters broke into the Capitol. The second man through the window is wearing full tactical body armor and is carrying a baseball bat. So, it's an interesting time we live in. It's the only time in our lifetime that I feel we'll get two impeachments on a president. And I get that a lot of Republicans are going, well, the Democrats are just using it and, and they, they're impeaching willy-nilly. No, this is a very serious um, event. And if you have been watching any of the actions that took place on that day, you you need to realise that people are dead that didn't need to be dead. They, 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 this is crazy. It didn't need to happen, did it? No, not in the slightest. It's just, you know. I watched the video, the, the first video they brought out, uh, and I watched it. It's 10 minutes, 12 minutes long, and I watched it. I've seen all the clips before, but put in context of the timing, yes. what was happening in the Senate, it was quite emotional to watch it. That's and the then thing. how Trump was tweeting and saying things at certain times. Yes. And how the crowd reacted. They were quoting him at the it's time. Damning. And that's it. So the Republicans damning. are going to acquit him. Yeah. So here's the thing. In life, I just want to... I, and I'm a lawyer. So I'm giving it you how I see things from that perspective. Because I was breaking it all down. They're doing a really good case here, but 
there's no way they're going to get a conviction because you've got all these Republicans already made the mind up. They've got people in their their areas that they feel if they turn on Trump Scared. will not re-elect them. Yeah. So they're trying to uh, protect the jobs. But here's the thing. There are two verdicts in a trial. And the best analogy I can come up with is the O.J. Simpson trial. O.J. Simpson, I remember watching that on TV and the evidence was overwhelming that he did it. There were certain clever things that an amazing legal team that he spent a fortune on uh, did that got him off. And when he actually got off, you had celebrations in the street of black guys and black women and black people all over who, who felt that, oh, well, this was a stitch up by the cops and, and OJ didn't do it. It was a it was whatever. So the guilty, uh, the not guilty verdict then stood and he was not guilty. And now I'm just going to say to you that history flips verdicts. And I believe that he's going to be found not guilty of this. He will be acquitted. Mm. But I think, just like O.J. <clears throat> Simpson, you will get to a point 10 years, 20 years down the line where history will look at this and people will understand why he was acquitted and they will they will view him as the guy that did this. And what's good about this case is that they are framing this in a way for future generations to watch. They can watch the footage of this impeachment and they can see that Donald J. Trump did this, is responsible for the death of that police officer and is responsible for everything that happened due to this. Well, it's time to say goodbye, but before we do, we've got another clip to show you. But next week, oh, I don't want to go on next week, Bitcoins. Do you understand Bitcoins? I don't. I sort of know-ish a little bit. Uh, well, this guy here is an absolute expert on I get Bitcoins. To, and Yeah, I get to go, yeah, go crazy. So we're doing a special on it. If you yep. want to get involved in it, if you want to understand it, listen to the show next week and tell your friends. But, and and even though I'm just going to say now as a warning, where any advice given is not a um, is not uh, advice. Mm -hmm. It's just Bye a me. it's just an opinion. But I am going to tell you shit that you should buy to make money. Yes. So perhaps it is. Uh, Let's end on a cat yeah. video. Yeah. Mr. Ponton, I believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings. Uh, you might want to uh, uh, take, take we're a trying look. to we're tr can you hear me judge I can hear you I think it's a filter it, the... it is and I don't know how to remove it I've got my assistant here she's trying to but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it that's I'm here live that's not I'm not a cat I can I can see that um, I think if you click the up arrow.